It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is your host, Ed Oliver. You can follow me on Twitter at E-D-T-Triple-O-F-L-A-T-T. I am a I am a DC Sports YouTuber, Washington football, Washington Wizards, everything um, DC Sports. Um, so news broke today. Um, a lot of pain, a lot of disappointment for me because I, I I love the summer league. I enjoy watching the summer league, and I, I wanted to see a lot of guys play. I wanted to see Isaiah Todd. I wanted to see Corey Kispert. I wanted to see um, Kyrie Walker. I wanted to see my guy Jordan Goodwin. I wanted to see a lot of guys on his roster play in the rookies. I wanted to see Wes Unsell coach. I wanted to see him in a, in a coaching role for the Washington Wizards. So to get you guys up to speed, I think everybody's already up to speed anyway, but um, the game against the Pacers that was supposed to be at 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock Eastern uh, p.m. Sunday night against the Pacers was postponed due to health and uh, safety protocols. Now, the day before, I think it was Friday or Saturday, uh, Isaiah Todd was in the uh, safety and virus protocols, Cassius Winston, and uh, I think another player as well. So I was very disappointed to hear that news. And who knows how long, you know, these guys are going to be out. Because during the season, Dennis Schroeder was out for about a week and, and a half. Chris Paul, during the playoffs, he missed seven days. He came back. You know, I don't know who's vaccinated, the rules and whatnot. But I was like, man, the Wizards can't catch a break. Bradley Bill. Um, I don't know if he got the virus or not, but, you know, he was in contact tracing and the health and protocols. He couldn't even travel to Tokyo. You know, he's going to get a gold medal as he should. Um, congrats to the USA basketball team. They won. They beat France, you know, taking care of business because they look terrible. I'll talk about that a little bit today, too. So the schedule, the what I want to talk about today is, of course, the Wizards not um, being able to play Sunday night because I was excited. I was excited for that. This episode was supposed to be dedicated to that game, that game being played. Now, Chase Hughes, he tweeted on Twitter. Um, there was a graphic um, during the Pistons because Kate Cunningham is playing right now uh, against the, I want to say the Knicks. I might be wrong about that. Um, whoever Josh Giddy, the Thunder, Josh Giddy's on the Thunder. He, he had a dunk in that game. I was watching that game. And we'll wrap up. I want to wrap up. I want to talk about the rest of the summer league games, too, because there was some good basketball today. That's what really made me upset as well, because I watched Evan Mobley versus Alperin Sangoon, and those two bigs were going at it. Evan Mobley had a couple of dunks. Sangoon has some nice up-and-under moves. He has an arsenal and in, in a, uh, a trick bag of post moves, up-and-unders, up-fakes, all kinds of stuff. He's going to be a really good NBA pro. He's going to be a really, really good pro. In this league, he just can't shoot the three. And in today's NBA, they're looking for their bigs. To sh- they're looking for bigs to shoot threes. Um, so that's the thing with Sangoon. He's not much of a shooter. He shot a three and it just clanked off the backboard. It was so bad. 
But in the paint, man, he goes hard. He he, he just reminds me of Ennis Cantor. He reminds me of Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, a little bit of Sabonis mixed in as well. He's just a really good, um, skilled post big man. But to get back to the Wizards, we've had our troubles with the virus. Um, you know, during the season, we missed two weeks. You know, we, we missed two weeks of basketball. We barely had a team. We had, like, we could barely throw eight players to play. Uh, we had to bring up guys from the G League, Jordan Bell. I like Jordan Bell a lot. We had to bring up guys off the streets to play. I mean, it was just tough. I remember the picture of Bradley Bill uh, where we lost to the Pelicans, that picture that went viral where he's just on the bench and it's just him and nobody else is, you know, six feet or ten feet uh, 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 next to him at all. There's, like, a row. The next row is just empty and it's a bunch of Red Bull towels. And he's just sitting there while we're getting blown out by like 20 to 30 points against the Pelicans. They have their full squad and Zion. And we only had like eight players at the most and a couple of coaches. So the Wizards have been snake bitten by the virus. Um, Bradley Bill, like I said, couldn't even travel to get a gold medal. It was ridiculous. I didn't, I didn't get that either because Zach Levine entered health and safety protocols, but he was able to travel to Tokyo like a couple of days after Bradley Bill entered protocols. So it's, in my opinion, the system is weird. And the fact that they're going to be able to play a game tomorrow doesn't make a lot of sense either, but it is what it is. I just want to see some basketball and I hope the same thing does happen in football because the Washington football team, they play Thursday night. I'd be very upset if this happens and they can't play that game. So I don't want to jinx it, knock on wood. And I, I had a feeling that something weird would just happen. I was like, what if they get that? What if somebody gets the virus during the summer league and they can't even play the games, but knock on wood, let me not speak that into existence. Um, but yeah, like I said, Isaiah Todd, I don't know how long he's going to be out with the protocols. Same thing with Cassius Winston. He entered the protocols. And then I think in the last episode, I didn't mention that Denny Avdi is not going to be playing in the um, summer league. Um, so I, I think I, I think a lot of people knew that and was up to date with that, with the um, where he um, broke his fibula. He won't be, he won't be playing in the summer. I, I think he needed the summer league really, really badly. I wanted to see him play. I just think he needs the confidence. I thought he started building confidence towards the end of the season, but I think he needed to play and have the basketball in his hands more and just develop. He needs a lot of development, just as any rookie does, but Denny definitely could have used the summer league for confidence, getting out there, playing that point forward position, uh, working on his jumper, working on shooting, working on dribbling the ball with his left hand as well, and just being stronger and, um, you know, finishing through contact, different things like that. And I, that's what I think Denny could definitely focus on if, and, and improve in a summer league. I really do. Um, I just think he needs to play as much basketball as he can and, and, and get used to the NBA game and improve because the talent is there, the potential is there, but he's just got to get out, get out there and play and um, not worry about making mistakes. And I think he could have did that in the summer league. I think he needed to play at least – the summer league is, what, 10-minute quarters, I think, or something. I got to double check on that, but – he needs to play if it's a forty minute game, he needs to play thirty of the forty minutes. If it's a four if it's a full forty eight game, forty minute game, he needs to play forty minutes of the forty eight game or the forty eight minute game. Then he needs all the experience that he can get. But, you know, I'll quickly do a, a roundup of some of the games that I did watch. Uh Leangelo Ball for the Hornets. He uh, you know, big baller brand, Leangelo Ball, the the middle child, the middle brother. He played really well. He had sixteen points. And only played 16 minutes. He had a heck of a he had a heck of a debut. Um, and another funny thing is Michael Beasley is playing for the Rockets. Not only is he playing for the Rockets, but Kenneth Fareed is playing for the Rockets. Jimmer Fredette is in the summer league, so there's some old heads in there. Um, and then the Washington Wizards they did add they did add Shaq Diallo. I don't know if you guys remember Shaq Diallo. He played for Kansas for one year. Um, I think he was a McDonald's All American as well. And uh, they added Derek Walton. 
who played for Michigan. I remember him because, you know, I'm a big Terps fan. I do remember playing against, you know, Derek Walton in, um, Big Ten, in the Big Ten Conference. So we did add him as well. Uh, he's he's a solid player, and then I, I talked about Marcus Bolden. I was like, I said, I said I didn't know who that was, but Marcus Bolden uh, played for Duke. He was the big man for Duke. Now he he had a couple of knee injuries and he slowed down. But Marcus Bolden, I want to, I'm intrigued to see him play in the summer league. I really am. But um, Marcus Bolden, yeah, he, he's a, he's another Dukey, not a Duke fan at all. I'm a Maryland fan, so you already know I, I really dislike Duke, but. Um, I'm intrigued to see. I'm, I like. I like seeing. I just like seeing young talent, guys that I heard and, and heard about in high school. You know, watching guys who mixtapes and different things like that. Ball is life, and then seeing guys in college is interesting to double back and see these guys in the summer league. So it would have been a lot of fun. So I'm pretty disappointed. But to, to round up, uh, Jalen Green had a heck of a day. Um, Evan Mobley played well. Alperen Sangoon played well. Jalen Johnson from the Hawks, who was drafted, who came out of Duke, who who stopped playing in the middle of the year. He played really well for the Hawks as well. Um, so there was some there was some good basketball today. There really was. There was some good ball. Jalen Green shout out showed out today. He showed why he was the second pick of the draft. He he played really well. Um, but I do want to talk about so Kevin Pelton from ESPN wrote a story, um, and he named the Washington Wizards, he said they had the best offseason. I put this out on Twitter, too. If you follow me on Twitter, I said, interesting. I was the first person on Twitter to put this picture up, and everybody else took a screenshot of this picture where Kyle Lowry's on the uh, picture of the ESPN Plus where he, he's played, where he's in a Miami Heat jersey. And uh, Kevin Pelton said the Wizards had the best offseason. I, I do want to talk about that very quickly, but before we get into that, uh, this episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tool- tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within within reach. Here's how it works. That hero shows you that their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Your name, your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. That hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat hero is daily fantasy sportsbook the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash on. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving up a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals 
and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right. So like I was talking about before, Kevin, Kevin Pelton for ESPN wrote an article talking about NBA free agency and the off season so far for the whole NBA, basically calling it the NBA superlatives, um, kind of like an MVP or most improved six man of the year, kind of like that for teams. But he said, you know, who had the best off season, who was the most improved team, uh, which team had the worst uh, signings or who, who had the worst, uh, worst, who didn't improve, who had the worst all season, uh, best value contract, um, best signing, you know, different things like that. So it was pretty funny. And it was a graphic that had Kyle Lowry on there, uh, in a Miami heat Jersey, a Photoshop. And, um, it actually had the Washington wizards as the, having the best off season. So the national media, has actually given the Washington Wizards some credit. It feels weird, but it feels good. And I, I posted on Twitter, I posted the picture of the graphic. Uh, it was NBA on ESPN on Instagram, and they they posted that picture um, saying that Kevin Pelton wrote the article on ESPN+. Plus. You have to have ESPN+, Plus to read the article. Um, so you have to subscribe. And I do have an ESPN+, Plus subscription. So I'll read a little bit of the article. I'm not going to read the whole article because, you know, I guess, you know, ESPN Plus, they want to make their money. So I'm not going to read the whole article, you know, but I'll read the snippet about the Washington Wizards. Uh, just a little bit of that. And so I posted on Twitter saying interesting. And uh, I got a couple of likes and retweets and whatnot. And Wizards fans as well. We were, we were pretty hyped up about it. Pretty excited. And, um, you know, I, I think it's good. I think it's an honest assessment. Did we have the best offseason? Um, to be honest, it's debatable. But I think we had a darn good offseason. You know, we definitely got deeper. We flipped um, the John Wall for Russell Westbrook trade. We, we essentially flipped those contracts for um, three or four good players for a draft pick and for Aaron Holiday included. So we got back uh, Kuzma, KCP. All these players are capable. They're not great players, but they're good players. They're solid players. They're depth pieces. They're guys that can come in instantly and score the ball and contribute that aren't – they won't be they're, – they're, they're tough guys that can play hard. Monsters Harrell is a junkyard dog. KCP, you know, he played with an ankle monitor on his ankle at one point. Um, he's a guy – he's a 3 and D guy. He, he brings some toughness. He can shoot the ball. He's a streaky shooter, but he was a 41% three-point shooter. He's a, the definition of a 3 and D shooting guard uh, who can score a little bit, has a good mid-range game. Um, Kuzma, who could revive his career here, who's 6'7". 6'8", has some length, can shoot the three, can get to the basket. He's a bucket getter. Um, His early years averaged 18 points a game. The guy still has a lot of potential, hasn't reached the ceiling yet. You know, when guys leave LeBron, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, uh, guys like that, when they leave LeBron, they play better. Lonzo Ball just got a big contract. Brandon Ingram just made an all-star game last year. Lonzo Ball could possibly make an all-star game this year with the Chicago Bulls playing next to Zach Levine. The sky's the limit for him. So I want to see what Kuzma can do. Kuzma looks happy. He got number 33. He looks excited to play with the Washington Wizards. Um, you know, he's dyed his hair back to black. I think he'll be more focused. I think he'll be more locked in to basketball instead of dating, you know, um, other celebrities in Hollywood. I think he'll be more locked in and focused. And the guy is super talented. And he can finish around the rim, too. And he won't be in that spotlight. 
like he was in Los Angeles. He'll be a place in Washington, D.C. where he can focus on ball, and that's it. And he he might – he probably is going to come off the bench, and he could be a six-man-of-the-year candidate if he keeps his head on straight and plays well and just knocks down shots and defends. I think he has the athletic tools to be a solid defender as well. I think he could definitely do that. Um, and he's a, he's a good shooter. He's a scorer. You know, like, like if he can play anywhere near those first two seasons with some confidence, I think Kyle Kuzma can be a good player. Now, like I said, not only did we get those three guys from, from the Lakers, we flipped that into Aaron Holiday um, from the Pacers, who's a solid point guard, solid backup point guard, one of the brothers to Aaron Holiday and Drew Holiday. I mean, to um, Justin Holiday and Drew Holiday. Solid defender. Had a, he, was in the, he was in a positive in the plus-minus defensively. Uh, averaged nine points a game. That's a career high for him, which is solid. Uh, and he can shoot the three as well. And he's a scrappy, scrappy uh, guard. And he's going to be a good backup. He's going to be our third string uh, guard because I think Raul Neto will be second string behind Spencer Dinwiddie. So we have depth at every position. We have depth at the point guard position. We have depth at the shooting guard position with Bradley Bill and KCP. We have depth at the uh, wing position with, with even if we keep Bertans. You got Bertans. You got, I know a lot of people are down on Bertans. Uh, I get it. You know, zero points and six fouls in a playoff game is inexcusable. Um, we got Bertans, we got Rui, we got Denny. Uh, we have a lot of wings. You got Kuz, we got a lot of threes, we got a lot of wings. And at the four spot, you could put Rui at the four as well. At the five spot, we got Gaff, my man Gaff. Gaff should start, it's not even a debate. Daniel Gafford should be starting next year. He earned that starting spot, in my, in my opinion. Uh, per 36 minutes, he averaged double, a double double. Has to get in shape, has to get out of foul, cannot keep fouling. He has to learn had a defend without fouling, but he had a game in the playoffs where he had five blocks. I haven't seen a Wizards center do that in a long time. And I love Thomas Bryant, but Daniel Gafford should start. Nobody matches his energy. Nobody matches his athleticism. Nobody matches his finishing around the rim. Nobody matches his running his rim running on this roster right now. You know, I love Trez. I love Trez, too. Thomas Bryant, Thomas Bryant can run the floor, too. That's one of his best things. He's really good at running the floor, too. Uh, and leaking out for fast breaks. That's one of his really, really good. He's really sneaky. He's, he's good at leaking out for a fast break every, every once in a while. But if Gaffer can develop a mid-range shot, become a better free throw shooter, and just keep doing what he's doing, that energy, that hustle, that grit and blocking shots and just being nasty out there, I love Daniel Gafford. He, he's probably my favorite player on the roster, to be honest with you. And I love Bradley Bill, too. But Gafford, we don't, we don't make the playoffs last year without Gafford. We don't, we don't play. Our defense got so much better with Daniel. We actually had a rim protector, and that was Daniel Gafford. We didn't have a rim protector. We haven't had a rim protector on the Washington Wizards forever. And Gafford went out there and blocked shots. Go, go, Gafford. Um, so I'll read a snippet of the article here. I went on a tangent right there because, you know, I'm, I'm just – I like some of the moves we made. Tommy Shepard made some good moves, man, and not to give up – we didn't have to give up a first-round pick for Dinwiddie. We just gave up second-round picks. We did a pick swap, and we got rid of Chandler Hutchinson, you know, Mr. TikTok. We got rid of him. You know, I, I wish him the best, but we gave up minimal things to bring in Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie. And, and then and then I do want to talk about later in the show, I want to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie's contract, if you guys didn't hear about that. Some of the guarantees and the partially guarantees, we'll get into that real quick. But let's, let, me, um, let me talk about my man Kevin Pelton real quick, what he said. So – he says best offseason Washington Wizards. And then he said the worst signing was uh, Robert Lopez. That's funny. Uh, Captain Hookshot for the Magic. He said that was the worst signing. That was hilarious to me. Uh, I love. I like Robin, Robin Lopez. I thought he played well for the Washington Wizards. I thought he did his thing here. He says best offseason Washington Wizards. Ten days ago, the Wizards were looking at losing key contributor, contributors. 
Um, but actually, you know what? We'll, we'll take we'll take a we'll take we'll, we'll we'll give a shout out to the to our sponsors real quick um, before we get into the article. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, my favorite flavor is um, starting to like the mint brownie, man. It's between mint brownie and cookies and cream. Uh, mint brownie kind of kind of reminds me of Thin Mints, the Girl Scout cookies, but this one is way healthier. It's way healthier. I like double chocolate as well. Um, but if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Offer, go to go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. This episode was also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easy way, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL is coming, so I mean, I, I can't wait. You can you can bet on preseason games too. You, I'm gonna see if you can bet on these summer league games. Honestly, uh, baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports sportsbook experts. The promo code is locked on. The promo code is locked on. All right, so let's hop into the article here by my man, Kevin Pelton. You know, we're just going to talk about the Wizards real quick, what he wrote. So he says... Ten days ago, the Wizards were looking at losing key contributors to last season's eighth seed because of limited spending power this offseason and next seat and next without going into the luxury tax. At best, Washington would have been running things back and hoping for better results. Instead, Russell Westbrook's trade requests and the Lakers' interest open up an, an alternative path for the Wizards to get younger and deeper, which I 100% agree with. We got younger. We don't even have a player – over the age of 30 years old right now. So we got guys that are younger. Bradley Bill's 28. Uh, I want to say Kuzma's 28. Uh, KCP is 28, 29. Monsters Harold, he looks like he's 30, but he's not 30 yet. So that's pretty funny. Bertolland is not even 30 yet. So a lot of guys that you think, I would think are 30 years old, they're not 30 yet. They're they're barely, they're almost there. So everybody on the roster is under 30. Of course, Denny, Rue are the young guys. Um, Aaron Holiday is still relatively young. Uh, who else is a young guy on the roster? Um, but basically, we got guys under 30. So we we got younger and deeper. So Kevin Pelton, it, he hit the nail on the head right there. Smart with that. Uh, he says, by virtue of expanding the Westbrook deal to include a sign and trade for free agent Spencer Dinwiddie, Washington has added five contributors in exchange for Russell Westbrook and reserve Chandler Hutchinson, who I talked about we traded him away. Um, Dinwiddie, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Montrezl Harrell, Aaron Holiday, and Kyle Kuzma. And he didn't even mention the draft picks. You know, Isaiah Todd, and we drafted Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert with the 15th pick is, is the pick that we already had. But I think adding him was really good, too. That's another wing. I forgot to even mention him. Isaiah Todd at the 4 or 5. He's a stretch big, stretch 5, stretch 4. 
Um, and then he also ends by saying, new Wizards head coach Wes Unsell Jr. now has a deep, versatile roster with which to work. And everybody on the roster can shoot, except for Harold and Gaff. And they're elite finishers around the rim. They're both energy bigs that rim run and bring something different to the table. Um, everybody one through four can shoot the ball. So the floor spacing is not a problem. Last year we had problems with spacing. You know, Russell Westbrook wasn't uh, – one. his strength is not shooting threes. So he um, – you know, he he wasn't – he's just not a three-point shooter, so teams did not go out there and defend him. Um, you know, of course, Gaffer's not much of a shooter. Um, so spacing was bad. It was bad. The Sixers, they exposed that with us. You know, ISO ball every time Russ do an isolation play, Bradley Bill isolation play, or a hook shot by Robin Lopez. And this year, we have versatile threes and fours. We didn't have threes and fours that could actually defend a guy like Tobias Harris or defend a guy like a Jason Tatum. We have guys that can match up. Kyle Kuzma, 6'8". Corey Kisper, 6'7". Rui Hachimura, 6'8". Denny Avdia, 6'7", 6'8". We have long wings with long arms, long wingspans that can we can throw out there and make other guys tired. KCP can defend a little bit too. Um, so we have other guys that we can throw out there and defend this year. We don't have, you know, a three-guard, three-point guard lineup with Raul Neto, Ish Smith, and Russell Westbrook, you know, Ish Smith is what barely scratching six feet tall. Ronald Neto is barely scratching six one, six two at the most. So we actually have guys that are long and tall that 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 can go out there defend. So we got deeper. I think we improved. Are we a better team? It's to be determined. But I think we we have a better team overall. We're a deeper team. I think that overall is rather than it's just being two guys with Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook. We have guys that you know can come off the bench and contribute. Now last year we got some contribu- contributions definitely from Robert Lopez and Raul and ish at times too, but I think one through five off the bench can definitely come in and drop 15 points on you. Kyle Kuzma can come in and drop 15. KCP, if he hits his threes, he can come in and hit 15 points. Um, Montrose Harrell was the sixth man of the year, so he can easily come in and drop 15, 18, or even 20 points off the bench. And uh, Raul Neto's coming back. It was really good. We even re-signed Raul Neto. And like I said, we didn't have to give up picks. So I, I really want to see if I can get I want to talk to Kevin Pelton. He's been on Locked on Wizards before. I want to see if I can get him on and just ask him a couple of questions, you know, why he thought our offseason was better than the Chicago Bulls or the Miami Heat's offseason. You know, he he did name the, the, the Miami Heat as the most improved team, but he didn't say they were they had the best offseason. So I do want to see what made him think we had a better offseason than the Lakers, too. I mean, the Lakers had a darn good offseason. They got Russell Westbrook and they got it. They got um, Carmelo Anthony. They got Malik, Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn. They, the Lakers made some good moves. They made some, they got older, but they made some darn good moves. In my, I thought they I thought they made some solid moves. Um, but this was a great article. Like I said, if you want to follow me on Twitter at edtflatt, I posted that um, picture pretty early. I was the first one to post it on Twitter. I'm not asking for a trophy or anything like that, but of course, a lot of people started posting, which is cool. You know, Wizards fans, we had fun with it. We enjoyed it. You know, it's it's, it's fun finally seeing something good about the Wizards and not saying, oh, the Wizards haven't been past the second round since 1978 or something like that, or 1979, you know. So that was cool. But um, I guess we'll get on to the get into the Spencer Dinwiddie contract details before I head out, before we head out tonight. And I really hope this game is postponed to tomorrow, to tomorrow so we can watch that game. I can do a recap on that. We can, we can discuss this, the game. And if you want to add me on Twitter about the game, um, definitely do that. You can comment. For sure, because I want to see you guys' comments. Uh, somebody did leave a rating on Locked On Wizards. They said I pronounced Rui Hashimura's name incorrectly. 
Uh, I guess I'm saying Hachimura ain't wrong, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it again and, and make sure I get it right. But thank you for the for the rating. It was a four out of five, so I'll take it. I appreciate it, uh, and I appreciate you guys for listening to the show. But let's let's get into the Spencer Dinwiddie contract here. So it's a three year, sixty two million dollar contract. This is from Quentin Mayo. So he says Dinwiddie's contract includes some unlikely bonuses and a partially guaranteed year per Keith Smith Keith Smith of the NBA. Uh, so 2022, he's going to get $17,142,000. 2023, he's going to get $18 million. And 2024, he's going to get $18,857,000. The final season is partially guaranteed at $10 million. Um, so the final year, the partial guarantee of $10 million, uh, Denwitty's third year moves to full, fully guaranteed if he plays 50-plus games in the 2022 season in the 2023 season. So that was smart by Tommy Shepard because, you know, Dinwiddie has had uh, an ACL tear. He had the partial ACL tear, tear, and then he had another knee injury as well. So um, that's just showing, you know, can you really play a full 82-game season or can you, can you play even more than 50 games? And 50 games is really not a – that's a good amount of games, but playing 50 games, that's not a lot, you know, an 82-game season. So that was a smart move by Spencer by Tommy Shepard, um, putting that as partially guaranteed. Um, so this is from Quinn Mayo as well, as well. He says, Dinwiddie also has bonuses in his contract that trigger two, due to games played $1.5 million for 50-plus games played. So that's good on Spencer Dinwiddie's end as well. If Washington makes the postseason, if Washington – and um, he gets another million dollars if Washington makes the postseason – and then if Washington wins a championship, he gets $1. And Quentin Mayo says not, not a typo. He gets $1 if the Wizards win a championship. So that shows how much the Wizards value winning a championship, that he gets $1, a bonus of $1. Are you serious? $1 for winning a championship, something that we haven't done since 1978, this man gets $1. He should get way more than that if we win a championship. I mean, come on now. So that that's hilarious. Uh, Tommy Shepard, he's something else. I, I think he had a heck of an offseason as a as a as a general manager. I thought he did a darn good job uh, flipping Russell Westbrook for you know three solid players and a first round pick, and Aaron. And then he ended up ending that um, trading that twenty two pick for Isaiah Todd and Aaron Holiday. So we essentially got what five players from the trade, you know, from Tommy Shepard working his magic and not giving up a lot for Spencer Dinwiddie because, you know, the rumors were, oh, man, we have to give up Thomas Bryant. We have to give Montrose Harrell, all these guys. But we just ended up flipping picks. So that was great. But uh, we'll, um, we'll end up here. We'll end it up here. And um, hopefully we get to talk about the Washington Wizards in the Summer League versus the Pacers tomorrow. That's what I'm really hoping on. I'm crossing my fingers on that. Um, and this episode today was brought to you by Locked On Bets. Betting on the NFL or NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q, and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. So, um, yeah, we're going to sign off, guys. Thank you for listening. Hail to the Wizards and hail to the football team. Hail to D.C. sports. You guys already know what it is. You guys have a great one. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.